the glory land It won't be long Until I take the hand Of Jesus Christ With a great big smile We'll sit right down Charles Watson was born again on May 23, 1975, at the California Men's Colony. His transformation can best be described as amazing grace. Here's one of his messages from his early years of ministry. Until I see the man, the Prince of Peace. All of you happy in the Lord this morning? Good, good, good. Glory. This morning we're going to be studying a subject called the Word-Ruled Mind. The Word-Ruled Mind. Just think about that a second. The Word, the Word of God, letting it rule your mind. Amen? Think about that. You might remember a couple of weeks ago I had an illustration up on the overhead projector and it looked like a target actually. One guy went out of the congregation and he said, boy, you really hit the bullseye this morning. Do you remember that illustration where I had a little circle in the middle of the, the screen representing the spirit, and then another circle around that representing the mind, and then another circle around that circle representing the body? And it looked kind of like a target, didn't it? Amen? It looked kind of like a target. Well, this morning we're going to talk about the word-ruled mind. The word-ruled mind. In other words, the spirit you are a spirit man. The Spirit of God lives inside of you, and that spirit is to rule. Amen? The Word of God, the Bible tells us, is spirit and is life. And what I'm saying this morning is that that spirit, that Word, has to rule your mind. Amen? Needs to rule your mind. As I was meditating upon this service during the week, the Lord spoke to me, and He says, you know, Jesus needs to rule your mind. He said, Jesus is the Word. And he says, Jesus lives inside of you. And that Jesus needs to rule your mind. And he needs to rule your body so that you can become the actions of Jesus in this world. Amen? Praise the Lord. Jesus needs to rule your spirit. I said, well, how, Lord? He says, well, look at the actions of Jesus. He said, his resurrection came and ruled. His resurrection came and defeated the works of Satan. And it ruled the world. It ruled on earth and healed sicknesses. It ruled on earth. And now He has resurrected for you. And He has lifted you up into that resurrected life so that you can rule. So that my Word can rule you. Are you with me this morning? Jesus gave you power to rule on this earth because of his resurrection. When he came and defeated the works of the devil for you, he gave you power to rule. Amen? God's word rules. And if you walk in his word, talk his word, meditate upon his word, you shall be like that tree planted by the rivers of living water, and whatsoever you shall do shall prosper. Amen? Your action shall prosper. Now, you know with some people it wasn't like this in the Bible. Let's turn to 1 Corinthians, if you would. 1 Corinthians chapter 3. 
Paul here, he was writing to the Corinthian church. Now, get this. These people were Christians. And Paul came into that area preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. He came into that area at Corinth preaching the gospel. But now he was writing a letter back to those Corinthians. And when he wrote back to those Corinthians, he said, When I came to you, and now as I'm coming to you, I am coming to you in the demonstration and in the power of the Holy Ghost. You can bet your life that Paul was being ruled by the Word of God, Spirit, soul, and body. Amen? And he was preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. He was preaching the thing that destroyed the works of the devil. And that was the resurrection, amen? He was preaching it. Boy, he was big in that resurrection. He said, I saved and know nothing else except Jesus Christ and Him crucified, amen? Because Jesus Christ and Him crucified was so alive in His spirit. It was so alive in His mind that it had become alive in His body so that He could rule over the demons of this world, amen? It had become alive. I'm asking you this morning, are you alive in the Spirit? Alive Spirit. Alive soul. Alive body with the actions of Jesus. Well, in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 3, as he was writing to the Corinthian people, to the Christians, he said, For ye are yet carnal. For whereas there is among you envying their strife, their divisions, are ye not carnal and walk as men? So as Paul was looking at these Corinthian people who were Christians, he was also seeing that they were envying one another, that they were striving with one another, and that they had divisions with one another. Paul looked upon these people in the Amplified Bible. It says that, they were carnal and behaving after a human standard like mere unchanged men. Now, do any of you find yourself that way this morning? Do you find yourself saved this morning, but you also find yourself acting like you weren't saved? Amen? Do you find that this morning? Let me see any hands out in that congregation. Do you find yourself like that? Well, we're going to find the prescription this morning to be able to combat this and to be able to act right, okay? In other words, we're going to let the Word begin to take over our life and rule our life instead of you ruling your life. Well, these people, they were carnal people, carnal. They were fleshly, the definition of that word. They were sensual. They were ruled by their body rather than by their spirit. They were ruled with outside pressures that would come in. They were ruled by lust that would come in. They were ruled by inferiority complexes that would come in. They were ruled by sin that would come in, by a sin consciousness. They were ruled by insecurity and by the, the, the thought of being inadequate do any of you know what I'm talking about? They were ruled by fear and by guilt and by worry. They were ruled by hostility. They were ruled by paranoia. They were ruled by schizophrenia, the psychiatrist might call it. 
But they were ruled by all these outside pressures that were combating their body and that were combating their five senses. And those Christians were just eating it up and getting all involved in it and just going to town and just sending up a storm. That's what they were doing. Because they were being ruled carnally. They were being ruled by the body. They were being ruled by the senses. They were being ruled by their mind and by what they could touch and by what they could feel, by what they could lust after, by what they could stick in their mouth enough, by what they could stick in their ears that were, was wrong, by what they could smell that was wrong. They were ruled by their senses. That's what these people were. They were carnal Christians. They were ruled by human standards and ordinary impulses of life. As Paul wrote later on, he said, people, he said, you're not supposed to walk by your sight, by your senses. He said, no. He says, we are to walk by faith and not by sight. 2 Corinthians 5, 7. Walk by faith and not by sight. In other words, Christians, don't let your mind rule you. Don't let your body rule you. Don't let those things that you see rule you. But let faith rule you. Okay, are you with me? He's saying let faith rule you. Well, I said, Lord, faith in what? He said, faith in my death, faith in my burial, and faith in my resurrection, faith in my Holy Ghost, faith in my Word, faith in Jesus Christ and Him crucified, faith in the same thing that saved you in the first place. What did you get saved by? Faith. Faith that Jesus rose from the dead. Amen? Hallelujah. How do you walk now? Do you walk by the things of the devil or do you walk by the things of faith in Jesus? Amen. You continue to walk by faith. If you continue in my word, you shall be free from the devil indeed. And you shall know my truth, the word of God, the death, the burial, and the resurrection, and it shall set you free. Amen? It sets you free from the impulses of the world. It sets you free from carnality. Amen? Ruled by the Word. Ruled by the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. The Scriptures say in 1 John 4, 4, that greater is He that is in me than he that is in the world, right? So we see something here. We say, well, okay, how am I going to come to the place to where outside things, sin and temptation and garbage and all the things from the devil, how am I going to come to a place to where those things don't rule me? Question. Answer. Let Jesus be greater in you than those things outside of you. Let Jesus be greater in your spirit. Let Jesus be greater in your mind. Let Jesus, Jesus be greater in your body. And then when Satan comes, he cannot jump on you. Amen? Let him be greater. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Paul preached to these carnal Christians for 14 chapters in 1 Corinthians. And then in 1 Corinthians 15, he came in and he said that he believed and taught the death, the burial, and the resurrection. Just as Bruce read this morning. 1 Corinthians 15. He gave him the answer. The answer is in Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Now let's go back a second. We need to recognize that we were created 
in God's class. Amen? Turn with me back to Genesis 1. Genesis 1, 26. And God said, let us make man in our image and likeness. Amen? We were created in God's image and God's likeness. Do you see that? We were created in God's image and God's likeness. Then, in first chapter 28th verse of Genesis, it says, And God blessed them, and God said unto them, Be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth, subdue it, and have dominion. That word dominion is rule. Rule. Have rule. He said, man, he says, I give you rule. Man, I give you rule over this earth. I give you rule over the fish. I give you rule over the fowls of the air. And I give you rule over every living thing. And I give you rule on everything that moves upon the face of the earth. Man receive rule. Amen? That's what the Word says. Man receive rule. Then what happened? Satan came along, deceived Eve, and man fell into sin, and sin began to rule. Amen? God gave the law, and man could not keep the law, and then he gave Jesus. Amen? Micah prophesied that there would be one born in Abraham, that should, uh, that in Bethlehem, that should come and should rule those of Israel and of the Gentiles. Amen? That seed of God was born into this world in the person of Jesus Christ. The seed born of the woman that came and that was to bruise the head of the serpent. Amen? That was Jesus. Was he going to bruise the head of the serpent for him or for us? For us. He bruised the head of the serpent when he walked on earth himself. He kicked the pants off of Satan. Satan could not rule him because he was the seed of God and because he was a righteous created man. Hallelujah. Walking full of the Holy Ghost. And he walked and he talked with his father in obedience and in righteousness and he ruled the devil. And then he went to the grave for us and he was crucified, dead, buried and he resurrected for you and for me so that we could have our rulership back in which we lost. Amen? Isn't that what happened? Now we have our rulership back. Amen? We are new creations, the Word says. Jesus ruled. The resurrection gave us rule. It gave us dominion back that we had lost. And in Romans 5, verse number 17, it says, For by one man's offense, that was Adam, Romans 5, 17, death reigned by one. Death reigned all the way up to Jesus. Amen. Uh, isn't that right? Death reigned. Sin reigned. Amen. But it says, much more, they which receive the abundance of grace, the grace of the cross, death, burial, resurrection, and of the gift of righteousness shall reign by one, shall reign in life, in the life to come, right? Huh? Shall reign in life, amen? The life to come, right? When we get to heaven. Huh? Now, yeah, now. 
We shall reign now. We shall reign now in this life by who? By one Jesus Christ. Amen? We reign now. We rule now. We have rulership in this world now because of the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Amen? Isn't that what that's saying? Jesus went to the death for us and resurrected out of the grave for us, was crucified for us. He did everything for us so that we could be rulers like He is. Amen? Turn with me over to Romans chapter 8. You need to hear this. A few pages over in your Bible. Romans chapter 8. Now we need to recognize when Jesus came out of that grave of sin, we also came out of that grave of sin. Jesus received righteousness for us. Whereas we were sinners, He made us righteous. He became sin for us who knew no sin that we might become the righteousness of God in Christ. 2 Corinthians 5, 21. He also gave us the ability to become a temple of the living God. Amen? He says in 1 John or in John 1.12, but as many as received them, him, to them gave he the power to become sons of God. So we became a son of God. Amen? We became a king's kid. We became a joint heir with Christ Jesus. Look at this. Romans 8, verse 2. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me, what? Free. From the law of sin and death. We got freed from the law of sin. And we got freed from the law of death. Amen. That came through Satan. We're free. That's something to shout about, isn't it? If you shall know the truth, the truth shall set you free. And the truth is that Jesus Christ came to this earth. And that he died on that cross. And that he went down into the ground, into the grave. That he defeated the works of the devil in three days. And that he resurrected out of that tomb. And that he resurrected up to be with the Father and set in the heavenly places for us. So that we could be free. Amen. So that we could be free from sin. We are free from sin. Amen. Notify your mind to that. That's what the word says. You're free from sin. When Satan comes to you, you say, Satan, I am free from sin. There is therefore now no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus because Satan, I am free from sin by the blood of Jesus Christ. Notify your mind of what the Word says. Go on with me here. That the righteousness of the law, no, excuse me, in verse 3, for what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending His own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin, condemned sin in the flesh. He condemned it. That the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, not after the carnal, not after the things of this world, not after the temptations of Satan. Listen to me. Not after the temptations of Satan, but those that walk after the Spirit, the Word. We have to walk after the Word. You say, well, why are we walking after the flesh? Because you're not walking after the Word. Because you're not reading the Word. Because you're not studying the Word to show yourself approved unto God. That's why you're walking after the flesh. 
That's why your body is ruling you. That's why you're carnal. That's why your mind is not renewed. Because you're not in the Word. But you need to get into the Word. And you get into the Word, and then you will be able to notify the devil that Satan is destroyed by the work of Jesus Christ upon Calvary for us. Amen? Hallelujah. Notify that monster. It goes on to say here, For they that are after the flesh do mind, M-I-N-D, the things of the flesh. But they that are after the Spirit, you could say they mind the things of the Spirit. Are you minding the things of the Spirit this morning? You're listening to the Word now. Praise the living God. You're hearing the Word. You're finding out that you're a conqueror in Christ Jesus. You're finding out that you can do all things because Jesus gave you the ability to do it. Amen? You're finding out that you can be filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen? You're finding out that you're the temple of the living God, that you're righteous, that you're a son of God, that you're somebody, and you don't have to go for anything that the devil comes and tries to tell you that's opposite of this word, amen? Your word, the word, the spirit must rule your mind and your body, amen? It rules, it rules. The word says, for to be carnally minded is death, uh-huh. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Amen. Are you living in peace this morning? Have you got life? Have you got peace? If you're full of the word, brother, you know that you've got life and you've got peace. Amen. Goes on to say, because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God. Not subject to the law. Not subject to the word, we could say. Are you subject to the word this morning? Is your, is your mind subject to the word of God? If it's not, you're carnally minded. If your mind is subject to the Word, if everything your mind says, the Word says, and everything the Word says, your mind says, you're subject to the Word. And therefore, you have life and peace. It says, so then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. Now if you're carnally minded this morning and you're not walking by the Word, don't think that you can please God doing that. If you're going after the lust of the flesh and if you're allowing Satan to come into you and destroy you, don't think you can please God like that. You can't. But it goes on to say, But ye are not in the flesh, but you're in the Spirit. If so, be that the Spirit of God dwells in you. Now if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin. But the Spirit is life because of righteousness. Amen? Hallelujah. Your spirit is righteous. Your mind is being renewed into that righteousness. Hallelujah. You're recognizing that you're righteous this morning, aren't you? Because of why? Not anything that you've done, but what Jesus did for you on the cross. Amen? He made you righteous. It goes on to say, And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin. But the spirit is life because of righteousness. But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead... If it dwell in you, he that raised up Jesus Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by the Spirit, by his Spirit that dwelleth in you. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh, but after the flesh. But uh, uh, flesh to live after the flesh. For if we live after the flesh, ye shall die. Hmm. Goes on to say. But if ye through the Spirit do mortify, put to death the things of the body... Ye shall live. So what are you to do? Put to death. 
Mortify the things of the body and mortify the things of the mind. How? With the Word. Goes on to say, For as many as you are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption whereby we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. Amen? Notify your mind to that. You're a child of God. Goes on to say, And if children, then heirs, heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ, if so be that we suffer with Him, that we may also be glorified together. Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. Woo! Glory. We are alive with God. We are alive with God. Spirit. We got to notify our mind and notify our body. Turn with me over to Proverbs, if you would. A couple of Proverbs came to mind this week. Proverbs chapter 12, verse number 24. You've got to do something. You've got to mortify the deeds of the flesh. You've got to put to death the deeds of the flesh. And how do you do that? By telling Satan when he comes at you with a temptation, with an inferiority, with a fear that you are not that anymore and that you do not go to for his okey-doke because you are a righteous child of God because of the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. I am set free from those things, Satan. Those things are contradictory to my nature spiritually. Those things are contradictory to the things that I think anymore. And those things are contradictory to the things that I do anymore, Satan. So get out here in the name of Jesus. I am a child of God. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. I am the temple of God matter of fact. And you have no place in my life because I am a child of the living God. Jesus rules in my life. Amen. The word rules in my mind. Hallelujah. Proverbs 12 verse number 24 says the hand of the diligent shall bear rule. God wants you to be diligent. Diligent. Diligent in studying His Word, and when you are diligent, you shall bear rule. You need to take rule, brother. You need to take rule of your mind and of your spirit, of your body. You need to take rule, listen to me, and be diligent to rule your mind and your body. It goes on to say, but the slothful shall be under tribute. Are you under or above? Are you under the foot of Satan or are you above stomping Satan? Do you rule Satan or does Satan rule you? Ask yourself that question. Do you rule Satan or does Satan rule you? If Satan rules you, the ends of that is death. To be carnally minded is death. Satan is a destroyer. But Jesus came so that you could rule him. He destroyed the works of the devil if you will only wake up that you are a new creation in Christ Jesus, that you are the resurrected life of Jesus Christ, and that you have power to rule Satan. You have to rule it diligently. Proverbs 25 is another good Proverbs for this. 25, 28. 25, 28. Look at these Proverbs. Brother, if you don't have a pencil and paper this morning writing things down, if you're not thumbing your scriptures this morning and writing down these scriptures, brother, begin to bring a pencil and paper and write down some scriptures. You're over here to be taught on Sunday morning. You're over here to look into the Word of God. If the devil can keep you out of the Word of God, he's going to keep you carnally minded. Amen. There's not a brother in here that don't read the Word day after day after day after day that's not victorious. 
But there's many brothers in here that don't read the Word any day that are carnally minded. If you read the Word every day, if you go to the Word of God and you begin to rely upon this Word of God for every thought that you have, you will be victorious, brother. If you are not reading the Word of God and you're wondering why you are always down and out and inferior of everything that comes to you and always crying and always uh, uh, getting off into all kinds of lust and sin and always having to go after the psychiatrist so he can stick a pill into your mouth so that he can rule your body for you, so that he can rule your mind for you. If you're wondering why you're not victorious, it's because you're not in the Word. Amen. It's simple as that. It's as simple as that. If you're needing help from outside of your body and you hadn't got help inside your spirit, you're, you're fighting a lost cause. You need the spiritual word in your spirit. You need the spiritual word in your mind. And you need that ruling your body. And don't let nothing outside of that rule your body. Amen? Don't let your senses, don't be run by, by your senses, uh, uh, five physical senses of your body. Stick the Word into your eye. Stick the Word. Eat the Word like Isaiah says. Stick it into your ears by listening to tapes. Amen? Smell it. Get down on your Bible and smell it with your nose. Amen? Begin to feel these pages as you turn through them. Begin to put the Word into your senses rather than the things of the devil, rather than Playboy magazines, rather than filthy movies, rather than this, rather than that. What are you programming your mind with today anyway? Huh? Ask yourself that question. What are you programming your mind with today? Filth, smut, or are you programming your mind with the Word of God? Sitting out there wondering you're carnal or not. <laughs> and why are you carnal? Well, hey, you're carnal because you're filling your mind with garbage. You've got to fill your mind with the Word of God if you want to be spiritually. There's no big spiritual uh, revelation about that. That's pretty easy to understand, isn't it? you got to begin to get into the Word. It says here in verse 28 of Proverbs 25 that he that hath no rule over his own spirit, that word is mind, is like a city that is broken down and without walls. What's a city like that is broken down without walls? The enemy just runs right in like a flood and just runs over and just kills and maims and destroys and just takes that city for his own, right? That's exactly what Satan does. If you are not ruling your own spirit, your own mind, and your own body today, you are like a city without walls. What's Satan doing? He's coming in and running over the wall and just very easily taking your victory and just kicking a brick over and, and just moving on in there and just hitting you upside the head, sticking this into your mouth, sticking a Playboy magazine into your mouth, sticking this into your ear, sticking that into your teeth and, and just destroying you and killing you. Isn't that what he's doing? Huh? If you're without walls, that's what he's doing. Well, how do you build walls? First of all, you lay the foundation. Amen? This scripture here says, He that hath no rule over his own spirit. We're going to have rule over our spirit, but for you to have rule over your spirit, you've got to have a foundation. And your foundation is that Jesus Christ came and that he died for your sins, that he was crucified for you, that he was buried for you, that he resurrected for you, that he seated you into the heavenly places for you, and that he made you a Christian. That is your foundation. Your foundation is the cross. Amen? 
And then from there, you begin to build walls. Amen? You begin to build walls with the Word of God. You begin to rely upon that death, burial, and resurrection. You begin to put the Word in you. You begin to put who you are in Christ in you. You begin to put the Word in you every day. And before long, you have 20-foot walls, and no devil can come over those walls. Amen? That's right. You begin to build walls because of the foundation. That foundation is sure, I hear to tell you. Okay, turn with me if you would. Over to Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12. Verse number 2. Here's the thing. Isaiah said that when the enemy shall come in like a flood. Is the enemy ever coming in like you on a flood? Huh? Does the enemy ever try to flood in on you? Huh? Does he ever try to come to you? I walked into the quad last night, and this guy pulled me aside and says, Charles, come over here and talk to me a second. I said, okay, went over and talked to this guy. He was hearing voices. He was paranoid. He had everything that the psychiatrist had told him he had. On medication. Didn't know the Lord. But he knew that I had the answer. And I did. Because I had Jesus. The enemy was coming into him like a flood and he thought that he was going to be killed. And he was afraid and he was fearful. The enemy was coming in on him like a flood. But Isaiah says in Isaiah 59 verse number 19 that when the enemy shall come in like a flood that the Spirit of the Lord, the Word of God shall raise up a standard against him, a wall against him. Brother, if you got the Word in your spirit, you got the Word in your mind and that is controlling your body, when that devil comes you will have a wall up there, you will have the full armor of God on, you will have the breastplate of righteousness, you will have your shield of faith, you will have your helmet of salvation you'll have your truth girded about your loins girded about with truth you'll have your sword of the spirit and you'll jab that devil when he comes in with the word of God and you'll say devil you have no power over me because I rule I've got notice for you devil I rule in the name of Jesus amen hallelujah we rule we rule are you letting the things outside of your body rule you or are you letting the word of God rule the devil amen you got to let the Word of God rule in every area of your life. This scripture here says, in Romans 12, 2, you might ask, you said, well, how do I get this Word in me? How does my thoughts, how does my nature, how do my ways, and, and how do I become this Word-minded person that you're talking about? Well, a simple answer to that is, Pick up the Word and begin to study it and read it and come to classes and get all this Word into your mind that you possibly can so that you will know the truth and so that truth will set you free from being tempted by the devil. If Satan is keeping you out of his Word today, that is why you're defeated. And if you're allowing that to happen, it's nobody's fault but your own. The Scripture here says in Romans 12, 2, to be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good, that acceptable, and that perfect will of God. There is a good will of God, there is a perfect will of God, and there is a perfect will of God. Amen? Good, acceptable, and perfect. Are you in the good category? Are you in the acceptable category? Or are you in the perfect category? Where are you? Maybe you're in no category. 
Maybe you don't even read the Word during the day. But he says to be not conformed to this world. Don't be conformed to Satan. Don't be conformed to the flesh. Don't be conformed to the psychiatrist. Don't be conformed to a pill. Don't be conformed to all the things that Satan wants to put in your mind. But to tell Satan in the name of Jesus, my mind is renewed by the Word of God. And therefore being renewed, I am made righteous. And you get out of here right now. Amen. You rule. You rule by renewing your mind. Ephesians 4.23. Turn with me real quick. I want to hit a few scriptures here. Ephesians 4.23. 4.22. Says that you put off. 4.22. Every one of you should be turning to this this morning. This word is your life. This gives you the answer right here. This two scriptures here give you the answer to this whole sermon this morning. Ephesians 4.22, that you put off concerning your former conversation, the old man which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust. And it says, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. How are you renewed in the spirit of your mind? Put off that garbage. How do you put it off? You say, Satan, in the name of Jesus, Jesus came and he put off that garbage and I will not take it back. Amen? That's how you put it off. You say in the name of Jesus, I am the temple of God. I'm a son of God. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And I have the victory and I can do all things including destroy you in the name of Jesus. Because the resurrection destroyed you, Satan. My mind is renewed and I have a knowledge that you are destroyed. You know why the devil comes in and destroys you? Because you don't know that he's destroyed. You don't know that you don't have to go for his okie doke you don't know it. You begin to know that you don't have to go for his okey-doke and you begin to know who you are in Christ. You begin to know who you are spiritually. You begin to know the power of the resurrection of Jesus Christ and you will have victory. Philippians. Excuse me, Colossians 3. Look with this. Colossians 3, verse 10. 3.10. Colossians 3.10. It says, and have put on the new man, that's us, amen, which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him. We are to be renewed in the knowledge of the Word of God after the image of who we were back in the garden, amen? We are renewed back into being the image of the living God, amen? And we're renewed in the mind to know that we are in that image spiritually, amen? We come into the knowledge of that. Look at verse 15 in that same chapter. And let the peace of God rule in your heart. And let the peace of God rule in your heart. You know, when you're ruling the devil and the peace of God is ruling your heart, did you know you have all kinds of freedom, all kinds of victory, all kinds of peace, because you are a conqueror in Christ Jesus. Turn with me, if you would, to 1 Corinthians again. Back to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Just going to share a few more scriptures here before we close this morning. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 16. 1 Corinthians 2, 16. For who has known the mind of the Lord that we may instruct Him? Paul says, but we have the mind of Christ. But we have the mind of Christ. Let me hear you say that. But we have the mind of Christ. Say it again. I have the mind of Christ. Amen. You have the mind of Christ. I got to thinking about that and I said, Lord, I said, 
I know my, my mind, it needs to be renewed. I said, Lord, my mind needs to be renewed. Here you say that I already have the mind of Christ. But other scriptures here say that my mind needs to be renewed. What's up, Lord? My mind needs, you say here that I have the mind of Christ. I said, well, that must have been Paul doing a positive confession or a faith confession. Paul must have just been saying there, I have the mind of Christ. That's what Paul must have been saying. He was confessing that he had the mind of Christ. Even though he didn't have it, he was confessing that he had it. Amen? By faith. Amen? And then the Lord said, well, I said, I don't know if I'm happy about that definition or not. I said, Paul said here that he had the mind of Christ. And then I said, Lord, what do you want me to know about this? And he said, Charles, he says, I want you to be resurrected minded. Resurrected minded. Resurrected minded. He said, Charles, he says, you are resurrected with Christ. He says, and therefore, you are to be co-minded with Christ. Co-equal in His crucifixion, co-equal in His death, co-equal in His resurrection, and co-equal with His mind. Amen? Resurrected-minded. I said, well, Lord, back this up with Scripture. And he said, Charles, turn over to Philippians. Philippians chapter 2, verse number 5. This is the Lord talking to me. And I said, well, okay, Lord. And he turned over, and I turned over, and I read that scripture there in Philippians chapter 2, verse number 5, and it says, let this mind be in you which is in Christ Jesus. I said, what mind is that, Lord? He said, resurrected mind. He said, when Jesus went to the cross, he had a resurrected mind. Jesus went to the cross praying, not my will, but thy will be done. And thy will was done. God's will was done. God's perfect will was done. God's perfect mind was done. Remember that we are to renew our mind to the perfect will of God. The perfect will of God is that you be resurrected minded. That you have the mind of Christ. When Christ went to that cross, He had the mind of the resurrection. He knew what He came for. He was thinking about the resurrection. He knew His power. He knew who He was. He was resurrected minded. He had thoughts that were completely full of the resurrection. He had knowledge of the resurrection. Then I turned over into Philippians 3.10 and Paul was praying that I may know Him and the power of His resurrection. Paul was praying that he might know in a greater extent the power of the resurrection. The power of the resurrection being word-minded with the power of the resurrection is having the mind of Christ. And when you are constantly programmed to having the mind of Christ, you will immediately be a conqueror. Amen? Immediately. Over in Ephesians chapter 1, verse number 16. Paul was praying. Ephesians 1, 16. Turn with me. This is going to set you free this morning. When you become resurrected minded about Jesus Christ, who He is, what He did, and who, he, who you are, because of what He did, you will be set free. Amen? Set free. Verse number, chapter, verse 16. Cease not to give thanks for you making mention of you in my prayer. That God, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, 
The Father of glory may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of Him. That the eyes of your understanding, pray that, say, Father, say this, Father, I pray that the eyes of my understanding might be enlightened, that I might know what is the hope of my calling and what is the riches of the glory of His inheritance that is now mine. And what is the exceeding greatness of His power that is given to me because I believe and I have faith and that that power is now working in me which He wrought in Christ when He raised Him from the dead and raised Him from the dead. Say that again. And raised Him from the dead. And he set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places. He set him far above all principality. He set Jesus above all principality and power and rule and every name that is named. He set Jesus above fear. He set Jesus above pain. He set Jesus above worry. He set Jesus above doubt. He set Jesus above paranoia. And He set Jesus above schizophrenia and frustration and every name that is named that the psychiatrist can come up with. He set Jesus above that name. And He set me free because I was in Jesus. And now my feet is planted on the rock. And I am the church. The church of the living God. And I am sitting in the heavenly places. Because that resurrection was for me. And now I rule. Because my mind is filled with the Word of God. you got a choice this morning. You can be ruled by the powers of darkness or you can pick up the cross of Jesus Christ. You can deny yourself, take up your cross, follow Him by putting the mind, the resurrected mind of Jesus Christ in your mind, making that your mind and beginning to confess that I have the mind of Jesus Christ because Jesus' mind was set like Clint to enter that re resurrection which He was going to the cross for me and that therefore is my mind. Amen? That was the love of God. The love of God. The love of God, the perfect will of God. Jesus going to the cross so that we could become resurrected minded. You have a choice this morning. James 1 verse number 8 says, A double minded man is unstable in all his ways. Do any of you find yourself unstable this morning? Let me see your hand. Do any of you find yourself unstable this morning? I want you to come down at the altar right now. Come on down here. If you find yourself unstable this morning, we're going to make a decision right now. Come on down. Don't be afraid. Come on down right now. You can receive from Jesus right now. James says that a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Are any of you double-minded this morning? Kneel right here. Praise the Lord. Bruce, come up and pray for them. Praise the Lord. 
A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. If you find yourself double-minded right now, you need to come out of that double-mindedness and put some stability into your life. And the way you put stability in your life is begin to plant your feet solid on the rock of Jesus Christ. Amen? You make up your mind right now to put your feet up on the rock of Jesus Christ, okay? Make up your mind. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. How are your ways this morning? The Word says that there is a way that seemeth right unto man, but the end thereof is the way of death. Jeremiah said that. Is that your way this morning? Is your way the way of death? Or do you have control because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ? Is fear ruling your life? Is paranoia ruling your life? What is ruling your mind right now? Huh? What's ruling your mind? What's ruling your mind? The Word has to rule your mind. What the Word says about what? The resurrection. Don't forget that this morning. Don't forget that. What the Word says about the resurrection. The Word says that you're free. The resurrection of Jesus Christ rules the rulers of darkness. Amen? The resurrection rules. The resurrection rules. It rules our mind. It rules our body. And if we begin to get in this Word of God, we will begin to rule. There's some of you this morning that have not made the decision to even serve Jesus, to be saved. There's some of you in here this morning that are not overcoming the word of the devil. The word of the devil is coming in and you're going for it like fried ice cream. Yeah. You might as well be going for fried ice cream the way you're going for the word of the devil. And when the word of that devil comes in, you've got to tell him the word of God, just like Jesus did in the wilderness. Amen? Tell him the word of God. You've got to know the word of God. And there's some that aren't overcoming so there's some in here this morning that are not going to receive this promise that I'm about to read. The Word says that many are called, but few are chosen. Many are called, but few are chosen. So I think I can say that there's some in here this morning that cannot receive this promise that I'm about to read right now. And in 3, verse number 26 of Revelation, it says, And he that overcometh and keep my works unto the end unto the end to him will I give power over the nations to him will I give power over the nations okay and it goes on to say and he shall rule them with a rod of iron as the vessels of the potter shall they be broken to shivers even as I receive of my father and I will give him the morning star Revelation goes on to tell us in chapter 19 that Jesus is going to come back with the rulers. He's going to come back with us saints on white horses. Did you know one day you as a saved individual is going to be riding a white horse with Jesus coming back 
coming back to rule through the millennium for a thousand years, to rule the nations for a thousand years. Let me ask you this. If you can't rule your own life right now, if you can't rule the devil right now, if you can't rule your family right now, and if you can't rule your life to a way to where you can walk for God now, how are you going to rule the nations when you come back on those white horses? Tell me that. So if you're not ruling and if you're not overcoming this morning, you come down here and begin to overcome right now so that you can begin to do your duty when you come back. And so that you can begin to carry out your duty and responsibility as a son of God right now. Okay? Come down. Come down and make that decision. You spirit of fear in the name of Jesus, if you're stopping anybody from coming down right now, I bind you, you spirit of fear, and I loose the anointing of the Holy Ghost upon this congregation as a son of God. Praise the living God. I'm not for big altar calls. I'm not for nothing. You know what I want? I want every one of you to be overcoming. That's why I'm preaching so hard this morning. It's because I have a desire in my heart that every one of you overcome. Altar calls don't mean nothing to me. What means something to me is that you become an overcoming Christian and that you begin to take on your responsibility as a son of God to minister, minister the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's what means everything. That means everything. Praise the living God. Raise your right hand. Raise your right hand. Say, Father, I'm an overcomer. I receive your special anointing. I believe in your death. I believe in your resurrection. And I believe that was for me. I believe I have victory. I believe that I am a ruler. I believe that I am a ruler of lust. I believe that I'm a ruler of every name that is named. Nothing shall have effect on my body because I rule my body. And my body is ruled by the Word. My body is ruled by Jesus. I dedicate my life to your Word. I believe in Jesus. I believe He rose from the dead. And I believe that was my resurrection. I have eternal life. And I am free from the lust of this world. Because I am in Christ. And He is free. And I am free. Amen. Glory to God. Praise you.